0: From here, no matter what happens, I mean, what what a year for us.
1: Some things are out of my control, and some things are not for me to second-guess or whatever, because it's not going to do me any good. One of the things about NASCAR, part of the full experience
2: that makes NASCAR different than a football game or a baseball game, is the noise.
0: You know, you never know when you're just going to have an off
1: weekend. I've kind of gotten the ability to have the platform that uh, I want, and and it is my platform, and I can speak to whatever I feel like talking about. We were in the mix, and it makes it a lot more fun when you're in the mix than you are just, you know, struggling and, and trying to figure out what direction to go. It's tough, it's tough, and sorry
0: for being bad see the words here. It's, cool. it's like if you have, you know, the all you can eat buffet every single day of the week, and people are gonna get tired of it, right? So if it's a special thing, I think people get more excited for it. Hi Bo Raise your hand up so she can see it. There you
1: go. <laughs> Interestingly even as a company,
0: I think it was, you know, very head scratching why at the beginning we all four of us just went instantly straight to the back. We just really struggled
2: Welcome back on the back stretch. We are back for season three, and it's kind of hard to imagine that we are already talking racing again. In one week, it will be race week at the Coliseum in L.A. The Clash is back for its third season out there as well. I just talked to a lot of drivers for the last couple of weeks, kind of getting ready for the season. And as short as the season is, most of them are pretty excited for a new year, a new opportunity. I think maybe the only guy, and I haven't talked to him yet, so I don't know, but I think maybe the only guy that would like to bask in the glory of last season a little bit more would be Ryan Blaney, kind of enjoy that championship. But like it or not, the start of the season is coming in one week. We got a jam-packed show This week, we're going to talk to, of course, as always, our crew chief, Chris Carrier. He's going to bring us up to date on kind of the changes and the new rules in the off-season. And then our guest this week is Eric Jones. He is a driver at Legacy Motor Club, and they are making a huge transition this year from Chevys to Toyotas. They're going to have much more factory support. You know, Eric had some success with Legacy um, in his time there, but... They didn't have the support last year that they had in previous years and then kind of under the Richard Petty Motorsports banner. So um, they're going to, I think they're going to have a little something for people this year, him and his his teammate, John Hunter Nemechek. So we're going to talk to Eric. That'll be fun. I'm going to stop blabbing. We're going to get rolling. All right, let's bring in our crew chief, Chris Carrier, crew chief for the number 75 food country truck in the Craftsman Truck Series. Uh, first of all, Chris, let's talk about uh, a little bit of a change for your team before we start talking about what's coming up in the Cup
1: Series. You have a new driver this year. Yes, ma'am. We do. We have. Uh, we're going to run some races. A uh, little bit undetermined how many and exactly where at. But Stephen Parsons is is going to come in. He's he's been very good about he's bringing some funding to help out on that end, which is very important at this point. Um, he's got some experience mostly in Xfinity Series. Uh, we're very excited about that good young man great personality great attitude Uh, uh, I think some good things are are in the forefront for us we're going to start out with Daytona uh, with with Stefan and then you know Bristol race will be there no matter what Coda he's going to run Coda for sure he has funding for a few more and is working on more as we go Uh, but everything good as far as what we're doing in the shop uh, our approach to things and what we're working on it's it's really not much different than You know any other year at this time it's very busy working on a lot of things at one time of course looking right around the corner we're about three weeks away from leaving to go to Daytona so it's upon us and we're getting ready we have a lot of energy and we're excited we're gonna see what happens so three weeks out from the start of the official season and the week out from
2: the from the clash and NASCAR of course decides to uh, to drop a whole bunch of news uh, this week. Okay. Uh, to me, the one that was kind of the most interesting was the change in the qualifying procedures. How they're going to line people up not based on speed, but every other kind of almost like the almost like they do at Daytona with the um, dual races, where they're going to go every other row. Uh, you know, inside row for group one, outside row number three from group two. Do you like this,
1: t- Heather? I don't know. I'm. I guess. Uh, let me go through it a couple times and I'll stay tuned. I'll get, you know, and it's, uh, sometimes I have a little trouble, you know, understanding the the purpose behind a lot of this stuff. Uh, I have resigned myself a long time ago to say, you know what, some things are out of my control and some things are not for me to second guess or whatever because it's not going to do me any good. Let's just roll with it and we'll, as the competitors the teams they will they will roll with this that they'll probably they'll bob will probably be a little bit i don't like this or oh this is great and pretty soon um it'll probably be a, a deal to where well, I, I can't remember what we did different before this you know so i don't know we'll see yeah i, I mean I, you, you
2: say that because it's like i was watching an old race um a couple weeks ago on television and they were single file restarts yep. and I was like oh gosh
1: and yes. it wasn't even that
2: old of a race no, but it was not. like no. yeah. wow I had completely forgot it that. was
1: a game changer um I remember when they they talked about it for a while and they were you know they were looking for okay how can we make these races more exciting more entertaining uh have more passes and position changed where guys are going like this through the race and not just the first five being the first five for the whole race and that was an idea that came out and i I think it's accomplished all those things it has made you know it has made the the races uh, more competitive more entertaining uh tearing up more stuff so there's all everything like that there's usually some there's usually some 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 good bread and some burnt bread with it so you just kind of deal with it.
2: So next week at the Clash, before the Clash, they're going to uh, put David Reagan out in their battery-powered car and oh. do a, little, a few test laps, and he's been testing it. Uh, I read somewhere on Twitter last week that uh, the, battery tested, the battery-run tested the battery car that he ran in the test at Martinsville was only a few, uh, I think, hundreds off the car now. Okay. Um, how do you think, though, that this is going to go over with fans? It, it feels like fans are going to... Are gonna, no matter how fast it is, no matter how good the racing is, um, I just have a feeling NASCAR fans are gonna not give it a chance until they have to.
1: Well, um, I can tell you from my age group, pl- plus or minus a little bit, uh, I think the vast majority will say, I, I don't want to see this, I- I'm no, I don't like that. I'm, I came from the era where it's all, and it still is all. Pretty much, you know, uh, a, a combustible engine and so on and so forth, and what we used to run, and you know, my, my dad's car and my grandpa's car. Um, this is, I mean, something, Heather, that it's it's like it's it's out there. It's twirling around us like an asteroid. There, it's it, there's other forms of racing that are are doing this in some form, shape, or fashion, and it's going the direction, and everybody's just kind of throwing their hook, throwing their bait into the river, and seeing, okay, what, what do we bring out? There's positive and negative about it. You know, uh, is, are we ready to switch completely over to that? No, no. But I can tell you, I, I, I've been in this going on 50 years now, and I can remember back to 30 years ago, and sometimes it was like yesterday. So, it is around the corner. I don't think me and my age group are going to see the time when it takes completely over and we get used to it. But probably my daughter's age group will see it.
2: You know, and I'm I'm in between, right? I'm you're between, in between. You're, you're in, much
1: and, younger than me, but I you're you. May but see. I'm also I'm,
2: I'm like almost halfway between you and your daughter. I and understand. For me, I guess the hardest thing would be. The century, like right, because battery car, and amp- operated cars don't make noise. Okay. And one of the things about NASCAR, part of the full experience that makes NASCAR different than a football game or a baseball game, is the noise. It it's is the noise. centuries. It it's is you the can sound. feel, you can feel the engines when they the fire sound. up. You can feel that vibration. And I don't know that the on track product will be any different because it sounds like this car is pretty fast, right? Yeah. Um, but it does take away one of those senses,
1: one of those sensory... I, I think it's a big issue. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. And, and I can tell you from, from the first time I was a kid and started going to the racetrack to even now, when, when I go, I mean, 50 years later and all the races I've been to, when, when I get into the racetrack and the first time one of the cars drive out on the racetrack and practice starts, it's like just what you're talking about, you, you feel that noise it shakes your body and it's like it's like oh boy here we go and we've already lost one of
2: those senses because when i started first started covering the sport 20 plus years ago we were using different fuel like it Mm -hmm. smells different at the racetrack than it used to so you're already eliminating one
1: of those senses Mm -hmm. i
2: would just hate to see all of that go away
1: me too i'm uh you know I, i don't know is is there is there a time down down the road where we where we create an electric car series that goes along with basically what we already have would it be a would it would it replace uh, this is just me talking now would it replace some of the the truck series or the Xfinity series and and you know this would be their test pattern or test module for a while do they do they just run, okay, we're going to have a 10-race series and run some electric cars at a few racetracks and this, that, and other. I don't know, and I don't know that they know. Because I, I, I
2: got an idea for it. Okay. What about the newly revived IROC series as an electric car series?
1: Well, you know, Ray Everham, is, he's the guy that bought the rights to it, and he's a pretty innovative mind. I mean he's not a guy that you can was, call me Ray, that one's yeah, you know, yeah for free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, to me, to be honest with you, that would not surprise me. And it, it to, you know, they're gonna have to have if they're gonna do this, whether it be seven years down the road, twelve years down the road, fifteen, twenty to where okay, now we're really racing electric cars, seriously, they're gonna have to have some some Testing like on-the-job testing they're gonna to have to have they can they can make practice laps they can do this They can do that all this stuff But they're they're gonna to have to go and have they're gonna to have to have some test module racing They're going to put the fans in the stands they are gonna have the TV covers they're going to have everything Drivers, you know and, and go through and see okay They're gonna to have to see what the problems are gonna be and fix those problems before they say okay This is us. This is what we are now what happens way down that road and where the political issues and the political concerns and, and of course the fan viewership and what's going on with the the you know the global warming and all the things that are they're that in, invading our our earth and our atmosphere and so on and so forth where all that pushes this because that's where that's what's pushing it then i mean who knows we could go through a lot of this before we get there, but I, I will say, they're going to, they're going to endeavor in it, because the the younger people are now, to them the younger generations, you know, hybrid or electric cars are just okay. It's part of our society, and it's not like they don't. I don't think younger people think about it as much as my age people do. Right, or even mine. They, or even yours. Well, because or even, because will be young. Because yeah,
2: yeah because the younger generations they aren't. They, it's not. A, this is not necessarily like a smack in the face, but they aren't as much car people, right? No. I mean, they're not. our generation, no. our generations, we you know we love the the curves of a Mustang yeah. or the sound of yeah. a, of a Corvette or right. whatever. Right. The younger generation is: does it look okay? Does it get good fuel economy? to get me from A to B? I don't really care what it looks like on the outside. And and then that. It's a broad stroke. But I mean it is it, is. it, it, it there's is. not there's not as much of a it's it's not so much of a car thing anymore. It's no. just a transportation.
1: No. I, I don't think you know, I don't think you go now you don't go around the local fast food restaurants and everything and see even high schoolers, you know, running around and showing off their cars and stuff like that and the college people are aren't really worried about I'm gonna impress the girl I wanna date with how nice a car I got or how fast a car I got. And just like you said, you know, there aren't any, you know, really cool muscle cars or really, you know, hot rod cars or anything. the Mustang, the
2: Mustang is one of the few, maybe, and and I guess, I guess they're still making the Corvette. Um, But there aren't many true muscle cars even being made anymore. No. You know.
1: No. No, there's not a market for them. Right. And, you know, the argument is now with gas prices as high as they are, then, they, you know, look, we got to do something. I'd rather I'd rather charge my battery on my car instead of paying $3 a gallon or whatever it's going to be at the gas pumps every week just to be able to get to work and get to the grocery store and get to where I need to be. Um, there's arguments both ways. Well, and to
2: tell you, just to give you an idea, like the difference even between like 10 years and a generation, my brothers are both about 10 years younger than me. I just turned 50. They're 41 and 40 when the Mustang SUV came out, uh-huh. I just thought that was an abomination. I just thought that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And they looked at me like I had six eyes. My yeah. one brother has one or oh, wants yeah. one. And I was like, how? how? how a how Mustang is not an SUV. Yeah,
1: It's just, it's yeah. not. So. I bit like having a banana hamburger right. or something. And, <laughs> right. And, and those, that age group And down, you know, we look at it. And I'm not going to include you in our old folks group. But, you know, we look at stuff as like, how do you even think about that? Why would you even think that? And then they're looking like, what's wrong with that? Right. Because nowadays, people their age are the ones that's coming up with the ideas. Right. Most most likely. And they're looking at like, okay, what, what are people my age and lower, not mine, but what say 40s and younger, what are they going to want to buy? And companies are going to say, we got to provide them with what they're going to want to buy no matter if Seventy-year-old people like Corvettes and Mustangs and T-Birds. We gotta, we gotta make what's gonna sell, and NASCAR has to listen to that, and they're trying to. I see them making efforts. You know, you can see things they're doing. They're trying to capturing that that new group of spectators, which are, you know, now a lot more different races. There's probably a lot more women, and they're trying to capture that young group. And you're talking teenagers up to mid late thirties that's the people they want to capture as what's going to support them down the road and if if having electric powered cars are going to be like okay this group yeah they that, that might that big turns them on that's what's going to make them watch us on tv support the products that we're trying to advertise and also come and buy tickets to go into grandstands and watch the races and support us buy buy the marketing stuff the souvenir stuff the t-shirts the hats that's all the money income that supports us. If that's what it's going to take, then that's, that's kind of what we need to be doing. That's what we need to be thinking about. It's like, to me, it's like the Los Angeles Coliseum thing. If you look at it from an owner's standpoint and like, okay, is this, is this something that, that is good for the race teams? No, it's not. It, it, but if you look at it from the perspective of what those newer fans are looking at, spectators, a lot of those people are saying, "Wow, that's pretty cool, man!" They're racing in the Los Angeles, Coast, Sam Little and they're knocking each other around at this, that, and the other. They're they're out there. They're with bringing all the, the Pitbull and machine yeah, gun Kelly yeah, and all these Hollywood hip hop people right. and all the personalities that are that are popular and and I think NASCAR is trying to keep up with that and find where their home ground needs to be. Um, I, you know, personally, I think, you know, they need to think about us old guys, too, and the people that support them, too, and try to try to make some, a product that's out there for them, too. And that's difficult. That's difficult. Um, has other sports, has the NFL done that? I think so. I think oh, they've yeah. done a pretty good job of that, oh, keeping yeah. everybody happy. Uh, they've done a pretty good job of that. But NASCAR racing, the stock car racing is a little bit different than that. I think it's a little more difficult. But... Back to the electric car thing, uh, one, more, one more part of that is like the noise part. I'm not so sure the younger generation connects to that. But they, they're probably thinking about, you know, I'd really like to go and be able to like hear what my wife is saying the next day and be able to save my hearing. And maybe this is something in two. I'm not breathing Carbon emissions Now that's I'm saying what That's what they're Yeah thinking. no no,
2: It's a fair point It's when, an absolute fair point When I was a
1: kid I didn't think a, I didn't think A thing about that yeah. Not one thing And I'm like Huh And, and uh, you know I can't hear for a week After I go to a race And my mom is like Going crazy Because she thinks You're going to be deaf By the time you go to high school So I think that I think it's just a What the You know We have to It is an entertainment business Bottom line It's an entertainment business Period And If NASCAR is a sanctioned body and they're putting this stuff on, they have to think about, okay, how do we entertain people five years down the road, ten years down the road, so on? You know, we've done that for a long time and they have rolled with the punches. Hadn't been a lot of decisions, haven't been decisions that a whole lot of us liked or agreed with, still agree with, but they keep on doing it. They have a history of you know, if something doesn't work, they find a way to say, okay, we're, we're gonna move over this way a little bit and rotate and change this a little bit and go back maybe to more of what we were doing or more what we think. But uh, we'll see, you know. I, you know, to me, it's kind of like, you know, I love Batman movies, and <laughs> if you watch his car, you know, it's that the new ones anyway are now, they're like some kind of battery. It's not, it's not got the rocket flame coming out and everything. And it's, you know, it's kind of cool. Um, would I be would I say no? Nah, I'm never going again if they do electric motors. No, I would not. I would just adapt and say, okay, how do we make this thing run fast, and how, and how do we make it drive better.
2: So, one final thing I want to talk to you about. Okay. Um, what I'll throw a couple things out there. What storyline should we be watching for this year? Is it the new Toyota and the cut Horse Mustang, and how they Help. I mean, it seems like Ford and 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 Toyota did pretty well. It was all said and done last year, and now they've got new cars to make them potentially better. Is it the rebuilt, much younger Stuart haas Racing? Is it um, Legacy Motor Club moving to Toyota? Is wow. it Noah Gragson coming back? Is it Josh Berry? Is it? I mean, what what? Storyline? Are you most looking forward to? Or are you most watching this
1: year? Man, you you named off a lot of the heavy hitters there. As far as like, okay, what's going to catch people's attention, and what's going to be the thing that's Or I'll throw
2: another one out there. Penske, are they the Penske? new Hendrick? Uh,
1: it's possible. I do know that the the Ford body parts apparently are are coming in a little late, and they're getting there, but they're going to get there, and. That's that's not anything that's abnormal about this sport. Anything that come along is good. They're, they're going to want to, like, make it the best they can until they absolutely have to have the parts, you know, because once you get them out there, it's hard to go back. Right. Um, I personally think that my gut feeling is that that's going to be a big help, a big plus for the four teams. Okay, then you go on to, like, Penske Racing is kind of pretty much staying the same. As far I mean, it's all even crew chiefs, drivers, everything's kind of staying the same. They're not changing a whole lot in-house. So will they be able to pick up from winning the championship and get, get that momentum? You know, they really came on like gangbusters right at the very end. And then, wow, all of a sudden they're in the playoffs, they're in the Final Four, and now they won the championship. And everybody's like, how did that happen? About half a the year they couldn't outrun school bus, <laughs> and you know will they be able to keep that going and and get that momentum? Don't be surprised if they do. And then you talked about Stuart Haas, the the other four team. You know Kevin harvey has gone. That's their that's their Patrick Mahomes, okay, and they leaned on him a lot, and now he's gone on. He's retired. He's doing TV. He's got a kid coming up it's going to be a great racer probably they moved Josh Barry in who's has been a good stand-in driver and has filled in a lot of slots has done run, run very well in the Xfinity series and the Dale jr. cars he's going to be filling some big shoes is he capable of that good chance there is, is I'll tell going you to who be... I
2: think who actually has the biggest shoes to fill because I don't think Barry's going to be filling that Harvick role I think they're actually going to be looking um, to chase Briscoe. Right.
1: He's the
2: guy that's been the organization he's been the there. longest.
1: He's been there. You know, You're I right. think the
2: most pressure is on him.
1: It is. It is because he's now he's the guy that like okay you've been here long enough, you've won some races, you've run competitive, you've been up and down, you've kind of kind of uh, succeeded and suffered with the team as we go along. And are you going to be able to be the one that like, okay, guys, we're going in the right direction. Keep doing this; the the, the the results will come. Or this isn't working. We need to come with a different plan. You need to go back to the drawing board and figure out some stuff because we're not competitive. And we it has to be him, right? It has and to be because him because
2: it's not going to be Josh or Noah. No, and I don't think no. Ryan Priest is at the point no, in his
1: career no. where he can he can I don't be that so guy. Either. I mean, all those three. Well, Josh and Priest, I think could. Could help them get there by knowledge. I think Noah is not going to help them get there by car knowledge, but he he has a a success. Yes. He has success, and he's a talented driver. He may fit in there very well. He's he's kind of on like a little comeback deal here. So there's going to be a lot of eyes on him. You know, to say, are you filling your shoes here? Are you bringing something to the table? He's a talented driver. He's going to drive hard. He's going to be a little bit uh, unpredictable at times. He's going to be a little bit goofy. <laughs> and that's okay, because they're going to be looking at, okay, are we getting results here? Uh, apparently, he's whatever that combination is of the, the goofy, exciting, uh, talented, a uh, uh, little unpredictable or whatever, it, it helps him bring funding. You know, there's sponsors that will follow him. So uh, that, that team, I think, is going to be really – interesting to follow because there's a lot different there and then you talked about legacy motorsports they've got you know they've got John Hunter in in the fold now who came through with Toyota and how he's gonna fit in with everything else there they've been kind of like they were building and building and then kind of this year kind of like eh, kind of stopped building they sort of hit a mud hole a little bit and then Noah left you know they they separated parted ways with Noah Gregson and uh, rebounded from that a little bit. Now they got John Hunter in the, in the fold. Is he is he going to bring stuff to the table to make them stronger? We'll see. You know, there are no more truck teams at GMS, so it's going to be 100% on the cut stuff. Um, pretty interesting to see what, you know, and I, I st- I'm still looking at Gibbs Racing. I'm still wondering. It's always, it seems like, you, to, to me, I don't know, you never kind of know, like, okay, Denny Hamlin, how far all the way in is he with Gibbs? He's got his own team. He's got, you know, that's, grow- that's going to grow, and it's going to take his time away, and there'll be a time when maybe he says, you know what, I've had enough driving. I'm going to be a car owner. Who knows when that is? Still seems like he wants to be a driver, you know. How, how big a step will Ty Gibbs make? I think that's something you got to watch this year. I think well, you will. Well, you
2: know, and you, it's interesting you bring up Gibbs because have they started to become a little bit of like, I hate to pick on football teams that just lost because it's, it's raw and it's rough, but a little bit of the Buffalo Bills or or, or Dallas Cowboys of, of NASCAR. I mean, they're always there. They're always strong. But, I mean, Kyle Busch won a championship, what, Three or four years ago, but they haven't really won very many championships no, lately.
1: No, they haven't. They haven't put it all together right there when they needed it. And I, I don't really know, to be honest with you, with the drivers they have, the people they have within that organization, the experience they have, the equipment they have. I, I really, Heather, I don't know. I would, I would hate to be the one that would walk in and say, "Okay, boys, this is what's wrong." I would hate to be the one that had to do that because that, to me, that's a, that'd be a hard, that'd be a hard target to hit i just to me i want to see who is going to in that in that company who is going to step up and be the guy because kyle bush is gone they're not they're not looking at that they can't find him no more he's somewhere else uh i think most everybody thought denny hamlin would be the guy that would step up and i think that's what they thought but they've got christopher bell that is now He's not a kid anymore. He's ready to, he should be seasoned. He should be at his prime. He can run fast. There's no doubt about that. And he can win races. Is it going to be him? Is it going to be Hamlin? Is it, is how big a step Ty Gibbs is going to make? Somewhere along the line, that kid's going to make a big step. And he's either going to like, oh my goodness, he's taking over the whole thing. Or he's going to hit a rock pretty hard. But he's going to be, he's a good race car driver. A lot to look at right there lot to look at and then i don't you know i think the last thing too that is going to interest a lot of people to just mention kyle bush you know how where where is his relationship with children children's going how far can he help take that team is he going to have to he's going to have to carry it on his shoulders how far can it go what will be the future there I uh, think that's you know a lot of the old Earnhardt Childress fans you know are just wanting it to be like oh my gosh I want to see that I want to see it Children's cars dominate. It uh, hadn't really happened, so uh, don't count them out. Don't call Cal Bush out, but I think the next I think this year is going to tell you a lot about the future there. So, lot to watch lot to look out for you know see keep <laughs> notes on and say hey i think i saw this coming or no this wow how is this happening? how this where this guy come from so be an interesting season a lot of new stuff a lot of changes to keep up with um fixing to drop the green flag here in just a little over a week <laughs> it's time it is time it is time
2: Well, I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, we're just two weeks from going back to the track. It feels like we were just wrapping things up uh, in Phoenix. Do you, as a driver, do you feel like the off season is non (laughs) existent?
0: A bit, Um, you know. I I had a really good off season. I got to do a lot of travel and 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 do a lot of fun things. But uh, it goes faster and faster. You know, it seems like every year it's a little bit shorter. and, and man, this one was was quick for sure. i, I feel like it <laughs> just started, but you know i'm I'm ready to get back going. I think uh you know you get a few weeks into it, and it's kind of nice to uh relax and recoup and rest and then uh you're like, okay, well, I'm starting to starting to get a little antsy, and then by the time you hit January and get through the holidays, you know you're you're ready to get back going, but um yeah, I've been busy last uh you know, I got back a couple of weeks ago here to Charlotte and been knocking out uh production days and that sort of stuff and working on some sim and some team stuff this week so it's uh it's all fun and all good but uh, yeah it does seem like it gets shorter every year
2: i'm guessing if there's a year that uh you're more ready than any other to come back it would be this year with all the changes at, at legacy uh how excited are you guys about the switch to toyota and just all the support and stuff that's going to come with that
0: we're definitely looking forward to this season i think um you know talking to to dave and you know the switch and the transition they've been making it's been uh it's been a lot of work you know i mean those guys have put in a lot of work this winter switching everything over and getting prepared and on the engineering side you know learning this the new sim and getting used to that so been super busy for them but um you know i think everybody's pumped you know it's it's a lot of preparation and a lot of work to make a manufacturer change but we're all ready to uh to just get rolling you know you want to prepare and do everything you can but at the same time you want to just get to the track and and see what you got and see where you stack up and see how things are going to work out so we're uh we're all more than ready to get rolling for sure
2: you've had obviously your best years when you were driving for toyota but you've had some success at legacy too do you feel like personally this could be a combination that could really you know get you back in the playoffs and back among those kinds of drivers
0: i i would think so you know i um I look at my, my career right now and, you know, this will be my eighth season in cup, which is kind of funny to think about. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but you know, it, it, it's at the point now where, um, you know, at this point in my career in life, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta make things start working. Right. You know, it's not like I'm on the, uh, the front side anymore of things. So um, getting an opportunity like this is, is really awesome. You know, I I joined the 43 and we knew, we knew we had changes and improvement to make and it was a big goal of mine to, to try to bring this group back to where we want to be. And, and the changes that we've made the last four years have been, you know, very strategic and, and I've some of them have been lucky. Obviously, I I didn't convince Maury Gallagher to come in and buy the team or Jimmy to come in and be a part of the team. So um, those have helped a lot in bringing in, you know, Toyota as a manufacturer. So all that together you know, is is put up, you know, all of us in a great spot. And for me in, in my best position for sure since I, you know, was a JGR and um excited to just have opportunity to go have a lot of speed, I think, this year and, you know, contend for wins. You know, we want to be up front, contend for wins. We want to win multiple races. We want to make the playoffs. So we, we have big goals for sure. Um, you know, it's it's definitely going to be tough, you know, with the switch this year, but you know, we we do have big goals. You mentioned
2: more and you mentioned Jimmy. So many people pulling to get that 43 back to what seems like it's rightful place. Uh, as a driver who already has done so much for the 43, who got the, the win um, a couple years ago um, at Darlington. Is it something you think about? I mean, you mentioned it, just bringing that 43 back to what the 43 is in all of our minds and memories.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I didn't really know. Richard well before I joined the 43 and I've gotten to know him so well over the last four years. And that's been, that's been so fun and been an honor, right. To become uh, close with someone like that. But yeah, I just, I take a lot of pride in it and I know how bad he wants to see us go run well and be competitive and, and contend for wins and championships. And, you know, it's, it's, I think been a, a long time goal of his, right. You know, the 43 is never, Without Richard, it's never been, I don't think, where he's wanting it to be at. And so, you know, this season is probably, like I said, the best opportunity for us to put the car where he thinks it should be and where we think it should be too. And, um, man, to be able to win some more races for him, I mean, winning Darlington for him was uh, was just such a neat experience and see his excitement. But uh, to be able to go back to victory lane for those, that you know, his family – um and contend for a championship you know that that would really be uh be incredible
2: so when do you guys start measuring what you are because the, the the schedule this year is different in that there were a lot of um unusual different tracks at the beginning with the with the coliseum and then daytona and now atlanta you know everybody used to say oh when we go to the west coast swing that's really where we start measuring so when do you guys now start measuring who you are
0: yeah, it is tougher. You know, I, I don't put uh I don't put a lot of merit in the clash. That's such a unique track. Um you want to run well, but it's very unique. You know, Daytona's Daytona, Atlanta now is Atlanta. Um, so you really gotta get past all that and, and hopefully we start off well and run well. But you know, we need to dive into some stuff after that. And and really once we get a few races in after, you know, Atlanta, I think we'll have a good idea where we're at. But you know, I think the super speedway stuff. I feel good. We'll have speed for sure. You know, our super speedway package with Chevrolet was really good. And, and a lot of that is, you know, in-house body and, and what those guys do. And, you know, we can carry a handful of that um, product over. So, you know, I think that'll go well, but uh, we obviously want to go run well to mile and a half and in the short tracks and everywhere else. So it's going to take some time, you know, just to know where we're stacking up at. I think it's going to be a few weeks just to see, you know, okay, we're, we're good here. We're off here. Here's what we need to work on um so overall yeah uh it's gonna take a few weeks to really know where we're stacking up
2: all right i got one non-racing question for you you're from uh michigan are you a lions fan i am so how great is this for you right now
0: it's been uh it's been awesome i mean yesterday obviously was really uh you know, from here, no matter what happens, I mean, what, what a year for us. It's, uh, <laughs> I've never seen them be good. I, we, you know, we've made the playoffs one time in my life and we lost the first game of the play in the wild card round. So, uh, to see us win two games in the playoffs now, I mean, you know, so, so neat and, um, and, and a lot to celebrate. I, I am going to the Super Bowl no matter what. So, uh, I actually planned that a long time ago. Um, and had no clue the Lions were going to be this good this year. So, you know, hoping, uh, you know, really pulling for them next week. I mean, to make that game would be incredible for for the city and, and the state and the team, and so many, uh, just so many loyal fans have stuck by those guys for so many years, and it's uh, it's just really neat to see them finally, finally um, winning some games.
2: So for my final thought today, let's talk about the offseason. Is it too long? Is it too short? I think it's probably a little too short. I think it feels like, and I don't know if this is true, but it feels like the two ends are kind of inching closer and closer together. I know the season is starting a little bit earlier because the um, Super Bowl is moved a week back. So now Instead of being the Super Bowl, the Clash, Daytona, it goes the Clash, Daytona, Super Bowl. So we've lost that that week inching closer towards the end of last season, and it also feels like the end of the regular season or in the end of the NASCAR championship is also kind of squishy, squishing, squishing. I know it's it's really hard to make these schedules. If you're NASCAR, you have so much to deal with, and especially this year, uh, having to take time time off. For the Olympics, it's going to be an even shorter off-season this year. But, And look, I know, we all work jobs all year round, right? We don't get any off time. But I do sort of feel sorry um, for these guys that are on the road so much. I mean, they travel a ton. And, uh, you know, as soon as they get off the road, as soon as the holidays are over, boom, right back to work. And, and you know, in another month, they're back on the road again. So, you know, I, would, I don't know how you do it because... There are so many weeks in a year and you have to get everything in there, but it does feel like the offseason is getting shorter and shorter. Well, thanks for joining us this week on The Backstretch. We'll see you next week.